Uh, yes, and I'm ready to go. Okay, so welcome, Kirk. We're so excited to have a chat with you today. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you for being a leader that is brave enough to step forward and give some advice in the climate we're seeing in business right now. Things still feel very ambiguous and confusing, and there's a lot of uncertainty in the market. So hearing from a leader that is successful, like you have been with RevGen, is is kind of a powerful thing for people to hear. We're going to start by launching into three different questions and just feel free to, to what your first thought is, your best thought, and trust your instincts and tell us what you think. The first is we'd love to hear from you. What are you seeing in terms of the kinds of skills people need in the workforce for better relationships, regardless of what level they are? You know, uh, thank you for uh, thank you for giving me a chance to uh, to share. It's always fun to to do these types of things. Coming out of COVID and coming out of the situation that we've all been through, you know, relationships are something that a lot of people are questioning if they hold the same level of value that they used to. And I will tell you, first of all, absolutely, there is never been a time where relationships are more important. Now, how we build them and how we nurture them may be a little bit different, but focusing on relationships first and focusing on what it really means is absolutely the best place to start. Um, when I uh, when I was originally hired into consulting, I remember uh, uh, a partner that hired me in said, you know, there's only two things you bring of value to this role. It's what you know and who you know, and make sure every single day you do something to increase both of those. So I, it's something I've, I've had as a mantra I share with everyone when they join our firm. And to me, uh, the different world we're in now, it's really about being a little more creative and being very proactive. Um, it used to be that we would run into people in the office or at our client sites or at conferences that just don't really exist much anymore. Those, those environments don't necessarily uh, uh, exist. So my focus is always on making sure that I, I focus on uh, specific people and I encourage my leaders to make a list. Who are the people? And if you if you're just starting off, who are the ten people that if you were in a in a in a in a place tomorrow where you needed help, or you were all of a sudden out of a job, not applying, you're going to be out of a job as one of my leaders. But if you were, who would you reach out to first? And then make sure that every single one of those you touch at least once a quarter, because you build relationships when you're helping others, not when you're asking for things. So how do you proactively make sure that you're going through and you're doing something to add value to them constantly, and don't just rely on on, uh, I'll run into them or we'll be at the same happy hour because a lot of those aren't necessarily happening anymore. So looking for creative ways to bring value to other people is, is one of the most important things, whether they're employees, people you're leading, clients or other to build those relationships. I really love what you said about don't wait for when you need something to connect Absolutely. with and build, keep that relationship going. Networking is proactive, not reactive. I love Absolutely. That. Back in the day, you know, Kirk, you and I used to work together, right? We used to have those golf, uh, Hitachi Consulting, we'd have our, our golf events, et cetera. And, and are you finding that those are really a thing of the past, you know, that, that, that those big events of bringing in clients and, and welcoming them and introducing them to each other is just a lot more difficult to do? 
I don't. Well, I'll say for the golf tournament, we did that here at RevGen for many years and we don't. We stopped about six, seven years ago. So I do think that some of that stuff's a little bit of a thing in the past. I don't think those, though, it, you just have to be more creative about what you do. And I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples of, of what works for us, where the old days of, hey, we'll, we'll get a box to the Nuggets and bring everyone in. Now, maybe they would come now because it's the Nuggets, but we'll introduce people. People are just not that into that anymore. At least, at least that's not what I'm finding. But for example, a couple of weeks ago, uh, led by one of our uh, one of our great executives here, we created a uh, a pickleball event where it was: Are you pickleball curious? We brought some pros. We got some pickleball courts. We had some hosted cocktails, whatever it was. But what we found was by doing something a little bit different and off the beaten path, we had a wonderful turnout for that because people are interested in that. I also find that smaller get-togethers that are around a maybe more of a mission-driven type of purpose. So um, we've done a lot more where we're doing uh, volunteer work and we will we will partner with our clients to go and take on and adopt a charity or an event where we're doing something that has more of a purpose to it than just playing golf or just a traditional interaction we find that uh, uh that those work really well and then small groups where you find let's say you find two people that don't necessarily know each other but they share something in common in their personal life or in their interest in 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 maybe their charity work or whatever it is and you introduce them just with a goal of connecting to people that maybe could help other people out in some some meaningful way not looking for an opportunity for us but just doing good and putting it out in the universe i did one of those this morning and and those uh, seem to be much much uh, uh i don't know we get a lot more uptake for those but again the purpose is authentic it's true it's how do you give to people it's not just how do you create this mass thing get as many people in a room and hope magic happens yeah. i love how you talked about these unique ways of, of getting folks together and, and networking and connecting because it really is that relationship focus that we need do you uh do you have any advice for someone who is going to be moving into a leadership position, what what advice would you give them in terms of kind of what to keep front and center in managing their teams and projects? One of the things that uh, as, as uh, I talk to our new leaders, one of the things we've done a lot here at RevGen is we're focusing on growth mindset. So the idea of getting away from fixed mindset to uh, a, a really more of a place of abundance that there are, you know, there are basically unlimited opportunities for everyone to learn new skills, to develop new abilities. And I would encourage, and something I see a lot of new leaders kind of fall down on, is there's this kind of fixed mindset concept that is um, somebody has gotten this far, they're only able to go this far. And, and when you really break that down and you focus on growth mindset, the, the role of a leader is not, it's not a position, it's not a title, it's a privilege. It's having the opportunity to be able to help others achieve what it is that they empower others to achieve what it is they can accomplish and seeing that in them. But really making sure for yourself and for others, you're always focused on growth mindset. So don't look at somebody as well, they've always done X, therefore they'll always do X and they're good at X. But then when Y or Z comes up, it's like, well, that's really not their space. No, focus on how do you extend and expand and realize that people can always learn new skills, develop new abilities, right? There, there are a lot of times I say as a, as a, as a leader, I, my only job is to show people how great they really are because they don't necessarily believe it. And sometimes you have to lend that to them at the beginning, but you have to do that from a perspective of growth mindset and doing that for yourself as well, right? 
always focus, like I said, always focusing on what you know and adding to it every single day. There is, I always say there's nothing I can't learn how to do. Now, there are things I probably shouldn't learn how to do because I shouldn't spend the time on them. But focusing on growth mindset is super important, especially for new leaders. You, you basically just hit on one of my favorite statements, which is stay less certain and stay more curious. Mm-hmm. And that is, to me, that just embodies what you just said in terms of thinking about what's possible. And so thank you so much for sharing with us. Right. I do have one question. How do, okay. you, how do you recruit for that? What, what are you looking for? What are the skills that you're looking for that indicate a growth mindset so that people can come in, you know, back in the days when we were consulting, right? The, the idea is you got to be able to move fast. You got to understand things mm-hmm. quickly. You need to be willing to jump in with both feet and take it over. How, how do you on your end find that you've, you find those people so that they fit and they get absorbed into your culture. I'll, t- I'll twist it back on itself a little bit, Bruce. The whole concept of growth mindset is that anyone can learn anything. And I've never met somebody that that comes from a place of fixed mindset that I wasn't able to get to really think more growth mindset oriented. So to me, it's about it's about really exposing people to that concept and then using concrete examples authentically from your own experience, because we all have them where we come. I mean, I, I fall back into fixed mindset probably every day at some point or another, and then I have to really really push myself to say, hey, even though I knew this person for you know five years prior to this moment, I know what they did in those five years, I have to break through that and say, well, that doesn't mean what they can do going forward. So I, I don't know that we really recruit for that. Mm-hmm. I think you naturally rise to the top in consulting if you have that, because you have to be very comfortable in ambiguous situations on being curious to your point, Gail, right? I think you naturally, if you're rising up in consulting, you naturally have a bit of that tendency. But no matter what, I've never been able to, or I've never not been able to take somebody and expose them to it, where to the point at least that they get it and that you're able to start developing that skill. It's like anything, right? It's continuous learning. And it's about putting yourself in a situation where you're constantly pushing on the edges of what you're comfortable with. Oh, I right. love that. Right. that. Thank you so much for the share. And, sure. And, and now I want to work for you. <laughs> well, there you go. Awesome. Hey, thank you guys.